Uh, Revelation chapter 8 and verse 1. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of a half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer, and filled it with fire of the altar, and cast it into the earth. And there were voices, and thunderings, and lightnings, and an earthquake. And the seven angels, which had seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound. The first angel sounded, and there followed hell and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth. And the third part of the trees was burned up, and all green grass was burned up. And a second angel sounded, and as it were, a great mountain, mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. And the third part of the sea became blood. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea had had life died. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. And it fell upon the third part of the rivers, and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters which became Wormwood. And many men died of the waters, because they were made bitter. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone, not for the third part of it, and the night likewise. And I beheld, and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. Father, we come before you thanking you for all that you've done. We thank you for the testimonies we've heard and the, for through song and through the video. Lord, we thank you for what's taking place. And Lord, I do pray for our country, pray for our world. But they need to hear the gospel, Father. And we sit there and as we're learning through Sunday school how to tell others about you. Lord, I just pray to fill us with your power to help us and go tell others. Father, we thank you for our church. And Lord, I thank you for our pastor and your leadership upon him. Lord, I pray that you'll fill him with your power, with your spirit as he comes and preaches to us. Lord, I just pray that you'll flow through him and into our ears. And Lord, I do thank you for the listeners that's here and rather by the internet. And Lord, I pray that you'll speak to our hearts that we may go out here and share the gospel with others and let others know what a great God you are. And Lord, we thank you for all that you're going to do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to continue our study in the eighth chapter of the book of Revelation. This morning we started talking about the prelude to the seven trumpet judgments that will be given. And just by way of review, I'll share a little bit of what we talked about this morning and then pick up with where we are tonight. First of all, we said that before these judgments came, there was silence in heaven for about the space of half an hour. And as I mentioned this morning, some people believe that that means that the men are raptured half hour before the ladies are, because there couldn't be silence in heaven if the ladies were there. But anyway... Uh, there's silence in heaven for half an hour. The silence was because of the terrible uh, wrath of God that's going to come on the earth. Up until this time, there's been singing and shouting and praising and rejoicing. And then all of a sudden, all of that stops and there's silence for half an hour. Silence is a powerful thing. We talked about it a little, little bit this morning. We said that silence can be nerve-shattering and it is the lull before the storm. 
that is taking place here. Secondly, we said there's service at the altar. There's service at the altar. It involved preparation. There's seven angels standing there. They were standing, waiting to do whatever God asked them to do. And they were a great example to us that we should be ready and willing to do whatever the Lord wants us to do. Be willing, be at his ever beck and call. Then, as we talked about these preparations, there are trumpets. They're given seven trumpets. Trumpets figure heavily in the lives of the ancient Jews. And there's a number of places in the Old Testament where trumpets were involved. God's people today are listening for the trumpet. We're listening for the trumpet sound in which the Lord calls us home to be with him. And then trumpets are going to be a big part of our future as well. It involves prayer, and we spent some time this morning talking about the prayers of all the saints. We said that the prayers of the saints are kept by God. He talks about that in verse number 3. And then we said the prayers of the saints are answered by God. He keeps our prayers, he answers our prayers, and then the prayers of the saints have power with God. We fail sometimes to realize how powerful our prayers are. Our prayers are united with the, with the finished work of Christ on the cross at Calvary, and we come to the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ with the help of the Holy Spirit, and our prayers are powerful when they come before the Lord. It involves a premonition. These angels take the census and fill it with fire from the altar, and when he does, there are sounds on this earth that take place here, and the judgment of God is about to come and be placed upon the earth. Now, we pick up tonight in verse number 6, and the third thing that I want you to notice is that there is suffering on the earth. There is suffering on the earth. Verse 6 tells us that the angels take their places and prepare to sound their trumpets. He says, And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound, in verse number 6. As they do, we are about to see one horror after another visited upon this earth. And so as we think about that, we notice some things about these different trumpets. First of all, the first trumpet is the trumpet of devastation. It is the trumpet of devastation. If you look with me at verse number 7, he says, And the first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of the trees was burnt up, and all the green grass was burnt up. So here's this first trumpet, it is a trumpet of devastation. Ezekiel chapter 38 and verse 22 says, And I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood, and I will rain upon him and upon his, his bands and upon the many people that are with him an overflowing rain and great hailstones, fire and brimstone. Now this is an amazing thing. This judgment takes place. And as we said, these are hor horrendous things that are going to happen upon this earth. There is this, there is this fire and hail and uh, hailstones that are coming down with the, with the rain and brimstone it talks about in Ezekiel. Now this judgment parallels the seventh plague in Egypt. I want you to go back with me to Exodus chapter 9 for just a moment. Keep your finger in Revelation. Go back to Exodus chapter 9 and begin reading in verse number 18. Who is God working with primarily during the tribulation? The Jews. He's working with Israel, the nation of Israel, with the Jewish people. And so God uses things that they are related, they can relate to, things that they understand. So these judgments, many of them parallel with the plagues that were brought back when, the, when God used Moses to bring the children of out, of out of Egypt. They understood that. 
they're going to recognize that. They'll know what's going on. So I want you to look at Exodus chapter 9, beginning in verse number 18. Exodus 9 and verse 18, it says, Behold, tomorrow, about this time, I will cause it to rain a very grievous hail, such as hath not been in Egypt since the foundation thereof, even until now. Send therefore now, and gather thy cattle, and all that thou hast in the field, for upon every man and beast which shall be found in the field, and shall not be brought home, the hail shall come down upon them, and they shall die. Every man, every beast that's in the field, the hail's going to come down, they're going to die. Verse 20, he that feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh, Pharaoh's people that feared, made his servants and his cattle flee into the house. And he that regarded not the word of the Lord left his servants and his cattle in the field. And the Lord said unto Moses, stretch forth thine hand toward heaven, that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt, upon man and upon the beast, upon every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt, and Moses stretched forth his rod toward heaven, and the Lord sent thunder, and hail, and fire ran along upon the ground, and the Lord rained hail upon the land of Egypt, so that there was hail and fire mingled with hail, with very grievous, such as was none like it in all the land of Egypt until since it became a nation. And hail smote throughout all the land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast, and the hail smote every herb of the field and break every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, was there no hail. So this seventh plague parallels with this first trumpet judgment that's going to take place here in the tribulation period. Egypt is a type or a picture of the world. And so it is logical that the plagues in Moses' day are going to be repeated in a worldwide scale during the tribulation. If the plagues of Egypt were literal in Moses' day, and they were, we can be sure that the tribulation judgments are literal as well. The first trumpet brings hail and fire mingled with blood. Now, you know and I know hailstorms hail can bring terrible damage. We've seen just from little, little hailstones what damage it can, it can bring. But when you have fire mixed with hail, the possibilities of destruction are staggering. This may be the description of hail falling from the skies, perhaps some say mingled with lava from volcanic, volcanic eruptions. That could well be how the Lord does this, I don't know. The blood might be that of men and animals that are killed in this travesty that takes place. Or it could refer to contaminated water droplets that have the appearance of blood. Whatever the nation of this judgment, the storms of wrath fall upon the earth, and the Bible says that this will cause one-third of the trees on the earth to be burned up or to be destroyed, along with all the grass. Now, as you think about this, a third of the trees, and along with the grass being destroyed, the result of this judgment, what, what happens? What are trees and grass, what do they do for us? The, the, they take in carbon dioxide and put out oxygen, so oxygen levels are going to plummet. And the quality of breathing is going to suffer greatly. It talks about trees here. Part of the trees are the fruit trees of that day. And so what does that mean? That means that the food supply is going to be diminished. The paper industry will be impaired. There'll be accelerated soil erosion. There'll be mudslides because of the vegetation being destroyed. Wheat is used to produce bread. Wheat, by the way, is a type of grass. Grass is also used to, to graze the livestock. So if you take the wheat out 
and you don't have the livestock to graze, something to graze on, then you have problems again with the food supply being diminished. And so this judgment will have a tremendous impact on the worldwide food supply. You know, you stop and think for just a, a bit, what's going on right now in Ukraine and in Russia, and, and what we've seen over the last several months even leading up to that, the truckers in Canada and, and, and the, a president who won't produce oil or won't allow us to produce more and all those kinds of things. We've just had what we would call little hiccups, you might say. And what has it done to our food supply? What has it done to our gas supply? What's happening? What's going to happen in a, in a worldwide situation when a third of the trees and a third of the grass are destroyed by this hail and fire that comes at the first trumpet judgment? Well, the second trumpet judgment, and that's the trumpet of destruction. The trumpet of destruction, verses 8 and 9. It says, And the second angel sounded, and as it were, uh, as it were a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died, and the third part of the ships were destroyed. Now this judgment parallels the first plague that was given in the book of, uh, of Exodus. If you go back with me again to chapter number 7, Exodus chapter 7, and look at verses 19 and 20 and 21. Exodus chapter 7, and begin reading in verse 19. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, Say unto Aaron, Take thy rod, and stretch out thine hand upon the waters of Egypt, upon their streams, upon their rivers, upon their ponds, upon all their pools of water, that they may become blood, and that there may be, a, be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, both in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone, and Moses and Aaron did so as the Lord commanded, and he lifted up the rod and smote the waters that were in the river in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants, and all the waters that were in the river were, were turned to blood, and the fish that was in the river died, and the river stank, and the Egyptians could not drink of the water of the river, and there was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. When this second trumpet sounds, the Bible says that a fiery mountain is seen falling into the sea. Now, verse 8 tells us that this is not a literal mountain. If you look back there with me at verse 8 of Revelation chapter 8, he says the second angel sounded, and as it were a great mountain burning with fire. When this happens, one-third of the sea is going to be contaminated. One-third of all the marine life will die. And one-third of all the human ships will be destroyed. This could be a description of maybe a meteor that falls out of space and hits the oceans. I'm not sure how God will do it, but that's an easy way to explain how he might do it. If that were to happen, it could easily destroy one-third of all of the life in the sea. Every now and then we hear these warnings that are given to us. We had a meteor and it, it, it came within, you know, they may say 5,000 miles of the earth or something. People get off. What if it actually hit the earth? And something to that effect will happen during this judgment that's going to take place. And it will destroy a third of all the life in the sea. It would contaminate the oceans with the dead bodies of all of the, the fish and the marine life in those oceans. Not to mention a third of the ships. The, can you think of all the ships, the oil tankers? You talk about oil spills. You talk about environmental problems that they're going to have. And then it will also trigger with this mountain, whatever it is falling into the sea, it's going to trigger great tidal waves that would sink a lot of ships as well. 
as well as affect the land as those tidal waves hit the lands in, in the tsunamis. The ships with their, with their rusting hulks there in the ocean chokes up some of the shipping lanes and hinders the movement of men and the movement of materials. And mankind is very dependent upon the resources that we get from the sea. And all of a sudden, a third of that is all going to be destroyed. When the oceans are taken away as a source of life and livelihood, man will suffer with hunger and certainly with economic disaster. Now, in both verse 7 and 8, he talks about blood. He says in verse number 7, the first angel sounded, there followed hail and fire mingled with blood. And then down in verse number 8, the second angel sounded, as it were, a great mountain burning, fire was cast in, with fire was cast in the sea, and a third part of the sea became blood. So in the first trumpet judgment and the second trumpet judgment, blood is mentioned both times. I think God is sending to mankind a very clear message. You see, man has rejected for many years the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ as the sole means of salvation of our sins being forgiven. And God will place blood before their eyes as a constant reminder that nothing but the blood of Jesus can take away the stains of our sin and can cleanse us. And then there's a third trumpet, and that's the trumpet of death, verses 10 and 11. He says in verse 10, And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. That's kind of like a meteor, a lamp. You, you Sometimes when you see a falling star, you see a, tr a, a tail, a trail of light is like a tail that comes behind it. And this object is going to fall from heaven. And he says uh, it's, it's burning as it were a lamp. And it fell upon a third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of water. And the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. So another object falls from heaven. It is possibly a comet, since that is described as having the tail. It's what looks like the light from the comet falling. It falls on the fountains of fresh water and it causes them to become poisoned. It talks about wormwood here. It says the name of the star is called wormwood. Wormwood is translated from the Greek word apsithos, and it literally means bitterness. Bitterness. It refers to a plant whose leaves are used to manufacture a certain drink that they call absinthe. This alcoholic beverage is so toxic that it's banned in most countries. In fact, it is so strong that if you were to take it purely, it, they say it would literally burn the taste buds off of your tongue. Wormwood. Wormwood is the bitterest herb known to man. It paralyzes. It causes convulsions. It is commonly grown, guess where? In the Ukraine. Isn't that interesting? Several years ago, there was a nuclear accident that we know of called Chernobyl in the Russian Ukraine. Many people died as a result of it. According to the Open Door News Service, the Ukrainian word for wormwood is Chernobyl. I thought that was interesting. One third of all of the sweet, fresh waters of the earth are poisoned, and many people are going to die from drinking that water. Can you imagine what it would be like if just in Cincinnati, greatest Cincinnati area, a third of our water is suddenly poisoned? 
How many times have we heard people talk about war and one of the things that could be used is attacking our water supply? Well, this won't be other nations attacking the water supply. This will be God attacking the water supply. And a third of it, not in just Cincinnati, but the entire world, will be destroyed. And then the fourth trumpet in verse number 12 is the trumpet of darkness. In verse 12, he says this. I've got to back up to chapter 8 again. He says, And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars, so as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. Now this is a fulfillment of the prophecy that was given by the Lord Jesus Christ back in the Gospel of Luke chapter 21. If you want to go back there with me for a moment, look at verse 25. Luke chapter 21 and verse 25. Listen to what the Lord prophesied there. Luke chapter 21 and verse 25. He said, and he said, let's see, I'm in chapter 20. Let me get over to chapter 21 and verse 25. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations and perplexity, the sea and the waters roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Again, in Amos chapter 8 and verse 9, it says, And it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord God, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in the clear day. It's interesting to note that God brought the heavenly bodies into being on the fourth day of creation. And it is on the fourth judgment that God brings that he will darken them. When this fourth trumpet sounds, God will turn down the power of the sun and the moon and the stars. Their power, power will be re reduced by one-third. They're dimmed, and when they do shine, they're not as bright, nor do they shine as long as they used to. I got to thinking, I wonder what that'll do for our Solar power that's supposed to be the renewable energy. This could be the result, some say, of all of the ash and debris from the earlier judgments. Or it could be just simply the supernatural hand of God turning down the power of the sun and the moon and the stars. However it takes place, the result will be the same. The earth is plunged into darkness as the sun and the moon and the stars refuse to give their light for a third part of the time. That, no doubt, will affect the growing seasons. It'll affect the weather patterns. Talk about weather change. <laughs> Plant life will be affected. Temperatures on the earth will be affected. Mankind's physical and emotional health will be affected. There'll be real climate change and real weather patterns that will be changed. Temperatures will drop. There'll be real global cooling then, not global warming. Solar energy will be reduced. With shortened days, plants won't grow as well as they did before. They'll be stunted. There also will be, think about this, a great increase in crime. The Bible says in John 3, verses 19 and 20, and this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. 
For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest their deeds should be reproved. When is much of the crime taking place in our world today? A lot of it takes place at nighttime, doesn't it? What's going to happen when all of a sudden you have a third more of the night than you do? There's going to be crime. Imagine the sin and the crime and the terror that takes place on the streets when darkness comes earlier than the day, in the day than what they're used to. And when the night is darker than ever, can you imagine a third of the night with no moon, with no stars, just pitch dark? There'll be a crime wave on this earth such as there has never been before. This trumpet will take a great toll on humanity and on our earth. Since the beginning of time, man has taken God for granted. Man has ignored him, blasphemed him, and lived as though he did not exist. Man has also taken God's creation for granted. There's always been plenty of trees and green grass. There's always been plenty of oxygen for us to, to breathe. The sea has always been there and produced the, the marine life. It's yielded its bounty to man, and we've been able to travel and to fish the waters. There's always been plenty of fresh water to drink. Just go to the faucet and turn it on. We saw Brother Nelms and, and that one well that wasn't the best and not many people would drink of it. We, we, we can go to the water fountain and drink. I know a lot of us, we don't drink water fountain anymore. We drink bottled water. I remember years ago when they first started talking about bottling water, and I thought, who would ever pay to buy a bottle of water? Now I'm trying to figure out how I can bottle air so that we can sell air to people and let them... If I, could get a, if I could get a patent on that, I know they have oxygen tanks, I understand that, but, you know, if you just get a little tank, just get some fresh air, you know. And, but what is, man's taking that for granted. We have air, we have water, we have, we have plant life, we have fish, we have sun and moon and stars. They've always been in their places, they've always given their light. But during the tribulation, what man has always taken for granted, man will be judged or his refusal to acknowledge that it's God that has provided those things for us, and man's refusal to acknowledge his lordship and him as their lord and king. And then verse 13 gives us the testimony of doom. We have the four trumpets, and you get down to verse, verse number 13, and he says, And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, by reason of the other voices of the trumpets of the three angels which are yet to sound. In other words, this angel flies through the midst of heaven and warns that there are three more trumpets, the fifth and the sixth and the seventh, he warns that are going to be devastating. And he says, Woe by reason of the other voices of the trumpets of these angels that are yet to sound. Now we look at these things that we're talking about tonight and we say, how could that ever happen? Well, let me just tell you this. It will happen because God said so. And there's a couple of verses I want to share with you in closing tonight. In Ezekiel chapter 38, verses 22 and 23, it says, And I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood, and I will rain upon him and upon his bands and upon the many people that are with him, and overflowing rain, and great hailstone, fire and brimstone, thus will I magnify myself, and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know that I am 
the Lord. God said they're going to know that I am the Lord. In other words, God's going to prove his glory in the day of judgment. He'll do the things that we have read in these verses to show mankind who God really is. Another passage in Matthew 24, verse 29, Jesus said, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall, be, shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven. And notice this, it says, And the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. That's an interesting phrase to study sometime on your own. The powers of the heavens shall be shaken. The word powers there comes from the Greek word dunamis. It's the word from which we get our word dynamite. It means explosive power. So God says the explosive power of the heavens shall be shaken. And then the word heaven in that passage comes from the word, the Greek word uranos. Uranos is the word from which we get our word uranium. Think about that. And then the word shaken, he says, the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. The word shaken means to set off of balance. Now, without changing the Bible, and this is not the shelling version, but looking at the meanings of those words, we could say that verse says, and the powers of uranium shall be set off of balance. I don't know what all God's going to do. But I know that God created the universe and he built within the tiniest part of this universe the atom, and within each atom there is the power within it to destroy everything. I do not know, but I do know that God's built that potential in the atom. Everything, you think about it for a minute, everything that is around us, the air we breathe, to the pews that you're sitting on tonight can become instruments of destruction if God wanted to do it that way. Judgment is coming upon this earth and those who refuse the Lord Jesus Christ today will face that judgment if they do not trust him before the coming of our Lord. And so we have the first four trumpets. We have trumpet number one, devastation. Trumpet number two, destruction. Trumpet number three, death. And trumpet number four, darkness. Imagine the tremendous economic results from the loss of the farm, the pasture land, from the loss of water. Man has never appreciated the blessings that God has given to us in nature. Even when those blessings are removed, when they're taken away in these verses and in these judgments, men will still fail to repent. Look over at chapter 9 of Revelation with me. Men will still fail to repent. And he tells us in chapter 9 and verse 20 and 21, he says, And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils, and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor their sorceries, nor their fornication, nor of their thefts. All of these devastations that will come, and yet the Bible says that man still will not repent. But God will bring his judgment, and he will prove who he is. 
that He truly is all-powerful and almighty. He's the God of heaven and the God of earth. And this phrase, there's a phrase that's given here a number of times in the book of Revelation. It talks about these last three trumpets of judgment that are going to come. And it says that they'll fall on them that dwell on the earth. That phrase, them that dwell on the earth, is found in Revelation 3.10 and 6.10, It keeps saying over and over, them that dwell upon the earth. Those judgments are going to come on those that dwell upon the earth. The earthlings. Those that have rejected Christ. Those that have rejected heaven. Those who prefer to live in this world. The earthlings, those that dwell on the earth. They're perfectly described in Philippians 3, verses 18 and 19. It says, For many of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. But I like what he says in verse 20. He talks about us. He says, for our conversation is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad we can say what the songwriter said? This world is not my home. Amen? I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Thank God we're going to be out of here. This isn't our home. We're pilgrims. We're passing through on our way to home in heaven. We won't have to go through all of this judgment. But those that reject Jesus Christ will face his wrath. Right now, he's a God of love and mercy. Then he'll be our judge. Then it'll be too late. What a wonderful thing to know him and to know this world is not our home. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for the warnings that come from these judgments. And during this time, as we see it going back to the plagues of, uh, of Egypt and, and the Israelites, and how you're working in the tribulation with the nation of Israel to bring them to the point where as a nation they'll acknowledge Jesus Christ as the true Messiah. You'll bring the judgments to let them know that you are the true and the living God. And those that we've seen already who were martyred for their faith in Christ will, will in heaven praise the Lamb of God who is worthy. They've washed their their robes in the blood of the Lamb. Thank you that one day the nation of Israel will turn to the Lamb, the Lamb of God, the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we look for that day when you then will come back and set up your kingdom and rule and reign from Jerusalem for a thousand years here on this earth. Lord, I pray tonight, if there's anyone here that does not know Christ, that they'll settle that tonight. Make sure they're ready. Those of us who know the Lord, may we rejoice and give praise to you because we'll not have to go through this. But may we do everything we can to reach our lost loved ones and friends that they would be saved before it is eternally too late. You said, in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. It could be you'd come tonight. The trumpet will sound. We pray as John prayed in Revelation, even so come, Lord Jesus. In his name we pray, amen.